Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. Ever since I can remember, I've always been aware of the complexity of my mind. To try and find the words to explain what all this was, young Nanini, by the help of the cartoons she watched, chose to define it as the angel and the devil in her mind, not on her shoulder as she saw on the cartoons. I'm grown now and still fighting this endless battle in my mind. This time around, I decided to record some of these fights. Some might make it as published episodes, um, while some will remain private. So here goes. It's September 16th on a Thursday. Um, it's 6.46 Asubui AM. Okay. So Jana, yesterday, before I slept, this thought came to mind. I was thinking, since my back has been aching, like Sana, you know, and so the idea of me going back to this year, January, when it was so painful that I couldn't move, Ilini freak out. So no, no. Okay, so. So anyway, so that thought, the thought about my back pain uh, grew into this other thought where I thought it might be, I thought it's like the thought about cancer came to mind okay so so that thought elastic yeah and it's yesterday in in the evening so by the time I slept, that's what was in my mind. And the thought had grown into like, okay, June, if you're going to die of cancer, then you need to be, to focus on it. I had tried, <laughs> I had tried focusing on the positives of of the cancer, you know? So I said, if, then if you're going to die of cancer, then at least focus on what you're doing so that by the time you die, you don't die with regrets.
thinking now i i think it didn't just come out of nowhere cuz i was yesterday i was editing some of my pictures i was comparing <laughs> my hair growth for only uh, a picture i had for 2019 and then one that i took this week and my hair had grown and i was very proud so i was editing that and i remember when i was scrolling through my pictures i saw some comments some friends of mine had like i had screenshotted some, some comments some messages sent by my friends telling me how how um, i looked like my mom <sighs> yo in a, it always warms my heart one but sadly that thought always comes to mind the thought of cancer to be honest i don't know much about my mom's disease all i know it is she had leukemia and um can you imagine <laughs> how the devil twists something so beautiful like me looking like like my mom and i looking alike instead of it like you know bringing like some sort of joy in my heart you know it like So instead of it like making me feel closer to my mom instead he plants that cancer seed in my mind and I start this distancing myself from my mom and even this week I, I think it's the whole week because i don't remember exactly when i was i was um rearranging my dad's room and then there was a box and like i was like okay don't even know what's in this box this box needs to move somewhere say like somewhere you know i was just rearranging the room so when i looked into the box i saw um there's some things inside and then there were albums 
um, some of the books that were inside there were condolence books, those books that people sign at funerals. So when I saw those books, I knew what those albums were. And one album, like I'm thinking right now, it's like I was given two choices to focus on. Those two albums were like my two choices. Like what am I going to focus on? So one album was my mom's graduation. And she was happy, smiling, laughing with family. I, I, I wasn't there. Um, I didn't attend that graduation because I was in school, boarding. And even I have my mom's journals. She also journaled. <laughs> I think that's where I got it from. So I remember reading her journals. One one of her journal where she recorded that day. I have I have it. And then she's saying like how she misses like I'm the one who wasn't there, she misses me and stuff like that. So that's good. So whenever I see her graduation images I know like she was thinking about me. Oh, there's like a tiny bird. <laughs> I'm recording in my dad's car. And there's this huge plant that has red flowers. And they're like one, two. There are three types of birds right now. They're so beautiful. Anyway, this is me getting distracted by birds, but they're so beautiful. Zinakula nectar. I think all of them are um, the birds that have long beaks. Okay, except this one. Okay, let me focus. So, anyway, so one album had my mom's graduation pictures where she was happy she was laughing with family and the other album it was my mom's funeral photos from my mom's funeral and everyone was crying as in it's like this thought has come to me right now. So now that like, I'm comparing this right now, I'm thinking about it right now. The idea that I had two choices. Yes, it won't change the reality. But I can choose what to focus on. I could focus on my mom being happy. Or I could focus on the, the other sad thing. And so I think um, after I pangard the room and I arranged everything, I think it's stuck in my head because yesterday when I was looking at my picture and it's like I could see mom in my picture and then adding to the fact that I saw those screenshots my friend saying like 
I look so much alike with my mom. And then the back pain issue, me thinking like it's probably something bigger than just my back pain. It all added up to me sleeping with the idea of like I'm planning then, okay, June, you're going to die soon. Your mom died in her 40s, so you're probably going to die before 30. And so you need to stop procrastinating on your work. Like all that, I started to to make it sound good. I wanted to like put a positive spin on the fact that I I I accepted the fact that I might have cancer. And it's not like an isolated issue. Like, it, this is the first time I've thought like this. I remember back in high school, because my mom passed away when I was in form two in high school. So during that period, I I don't even remember much about. Um, how I handled <laughs> my high school grieving stage at Rastrinitin. But I remember I opened up to one friend and I remember I would go um, it would be preps time at night and because everyone is in class, like almost everyone, you know. So as to cry, I would go outside because it's dark outside and go to the toilet, those sides, which was also like the dorm areas. And I'd cry along, like while I'm walking, trying so that people don't see me. But it was dark anyways. It's not like we had street lights. <laughs> Oh gosh. So I would cry, go to the bathroom and then cry, coming back, make sure I wipe my tears and then come back and start journaling. So I opened up to my friend who is like I can't call her a deskmate, but she was sitting dead behind me. And so I told her, uh one of those nights when I was going to, you know, to cry. She wanted to come along. She was like, oh, unenda Like, you're going to the bath, to the toilet. Like, let me join you. So I'm like, jeez, oh, I'm not going to cry today. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Oh, wow, this bird is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, you may fly away. And it's so tiny. Whew. Okay, so... <laughs> so I remember... I just couldn't help it. It's like I was saying, okay, fine. I'm just going to open up to, to this girl and just pray that she doesn't tell anyone because I don't want people coming and trying to like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, you lost your mom. It would make me even cry more, you know. I do want people to start. I don't know. I just didn't want it. So I told her, let me call her um, Mm. Uh, alcohol sis <laughs> so I told her I told her um sis by the way uh oh I think she's the one who asked me, yeah. She asked me, by the way, June, how are you handling your mom's passing? I think she asked me something, something like that. I can't really trust my memory right now. <laughs> Sorry. So she asked me like something in like in those lines, like how am I dealing with my mom's passing? And then I started crying. And, she, you know, she stood there. Um, of course, comforting me and stuff like that. And so I told her. I don't know why I told her, but I just felt like I should open up to her. And I told her that, you know, my mom died of leukemia. And I don't know if it's... Is it genetic? Like, something in me. And this is what I told her. Something in me thinks, like, I'll be next. I told her I told her that I've been praying to God <laughs> I told her I've been praying to God pick me instead of anyone else in my family. That if anyone is to have cancer again in my family, I wouldn't want it to be anyone else. So I've been praying to God that it that it's me. And I you know I she reacted how anyone would react, you know. She she was shocked. But then she was like telling me, oh, no, don't say things like that. And then I told her, you know, I look, I'm the one who looks most like my mom. And so if it's past, I don't know, genetically or by genes, I don't know that word. But then it would be, most likely me 
And so I'm okay if it's me. <sighs> okay. Uh <sighs> so that I you know, she prayed actually, she prayed for me. Uh we prayed and she you, you know, like the advice, you know, just that type of advice and whatever. So but from from then from the time my mom passed, the idea of somebody else having cancer in my family always was always on my mind. Not at every single day, I'll be lying. But like when whenever it would come up I would always always ask God like the this is my thought process. This is what I think, right? It's possible that somebody else might have cancer in our family. And so I'd ask God instead of that it be instead of somebody else suffering in my family, why not I suffer and die young? Because what like these strings like the two knots are so attached i remember i had this idea in my head that since i never thought of i it's like i my god i don't how do i see this growing up even though i wanted a future i never thought about it So since I never dreamt of a tea, you know how people drink, oh, when I get married, my kids and stuff, I never thought like that. Like those things never came to mind. Not that I hated life. It's just that I didn't have those quote-unquote dreams, you know, like how my 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 future would look like. That's why I am... Okay, let me just, before, <laughs> before this skip. What? Nashikanisha is if it is a... So the idea of me not having a future then, like that thought process of that, the the fact that I came to realize that, by the way, June, you never think about your future. You don't even know what you want to be when you grow up. All that, it like formed into this one idea of, okay, then you're probably going to die young. This is probably God telling you that you're not going to live long because other people are dreaming about their futures. There's a reason why you are not dreaming this. Probably it's because you're not going to live long. So that idea of me not living long and then when my mom passed, it was way before my mom passed. That's what, that's when I like I came to, I, it's like I forced myself to, uh, to, to say that June you're going to die young. And I remember this song, oh my God, what? I don't know it's by who, but this lady, um, when I die young, bury me in, in what? 
in silence. Lay me down on a bed of roses. Whatever, that song. Oof. That was like my song. It's like I said, wow. Okay. This is now my song. It's like the song of my life. (laughs) Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And I'm being very honest. One, there's a reason why I actually chose to record this part, this this um recording. But let me just finish first this one. So anyway, um, I've said that because Nime Julie's that why are you even recording this? But anyway, so there's it may not be a big reason, but there's a reason why I've decided to record. So anyway, so that song was like my song. And I was like, okay, June, you're going to die young. And it's like I I fantasized about dying young. If that's not the devil, I don't know who is. It's like the lie. The lie that it's fine. And then... When now my mom passed, the idea of me dying young and the idea that my mom has died, somebody else might have cancer in my family, it's probably going to be me because I'm going to die young. Like those two, I don't don't know what to call them ideas those two beliefs those two things that i believed it's like they merged into now this one thing like it's clear now junior going to die young and so i was praying that god because i'm going to die young because i'm it's just messed up god because i'm probably going to die young that instead of anybody else suffering with cancer in my family, then let it be me. And so yesterday, when the entire week, like when during the week all those two things were happening, me seeing the the photo albums and me editing my face and somehow coming across those screenshots of my friend saying I look like my mom. And I'm seated in the room and of course my mom's pictures are everywhere and I see her and she's happy and excited but I'm not even focused on anything happy right now. I'm focused on the pain, the back pain and the idea that it's probably cancer. Now, the thing that I did, I didn't think about me dying young this time around because 2016, I remember it so well. 2016, that's when I threw away that I, that belief of me dying young. And it's because of the vision that, that I have till today. The vision, the vision that I wrote down. I think that's why I'm holding on to that vision. And it's sometimes very hard to let go of some things that I've written down if, say, because 
sometimes I focus more on those things and identify more with those things in the vision than maybe with the path that God wants me to take. That's why the late down episode was so hard. Like that message, which it's not that it happened then and it like Ilibaki <laughs> in that episode. I'm constantly having to lay down some parts of this vision that is that I've identified with in my head. But it's because it's tied to another big decision that I made of me letting go of death. What? You see, on 2016, I even have that notebook that I wrote all those things in. 2016. That's when, like, I got hope that June, wow, all these things in, like, all these things are from your head. These are things that you, you've always wanted to do. Kumbe, you had a future. You're probably not going to die young because... You're holding on to that because you didn't know what you wanted to do, what you wanted to be, whatever, you know. And that's why I think, I think, I think the reason I was also fighting with the idea of quitting my job but it's a job that I hated. And the idea of God telling me to trust him to not renew the contract. Actually, it's not quitting, but it's sort of quitting. Because if I wanted, I could have continued, right? So I had somehow banked on that money. Because I, to me, how this would have worked, right? Um, I would have gotten money from my job that I was saving. I had I had saved up some money, and I was to continue saving, and then, like all those savings, they'll be like capital for now my vision, my my um, all the things that are in my vision, right? Like I'll use my job, I'll save up, and then I'll use that money for that. So when I felt like God is telling me to not renew the contract, it's like that I was crying every single night. Before, like almost a month before me quitting, I was such a sad person. I'm saying I was such a sad person and thinking about right now, like <laughs> I'm crying. But it was a sad moment, honestly, honestly. Because I had to go to work. And the people are so nice in that, like, it's not like it's their fault. They're not making my job miserable or anything. They're just doing their work. And I have this idea in my head that if I quit this job, then where, where am I going to get the money from? Anyway, I think any tangent that I shouldn't have. So I let go of the idea that I was going to die young when I finally had a vision for my life. 
2016. That's when the idea of me dying young died. Kitukayo, you know, I let go of that idea. But I didn't let go of the idea of me having cancer, probably having cancer. So yesterday, when I slept with all these things in my head, and me consoling myself and telling myself, okay, fine, so you're going to die young. No, not die young. So you're going to die of cancer. And then yesterday, that idea of dying young came back. It came back. And I, I, it's not something I want. But it came back yesterday while I was sleeping. Before I slept. As in, I'm going to bed. I'm covering myself with, you know, my sheets and stuff like that. I've gotten in, in bed. And the idea of, okay, like, this is like the thought process. June, this back pain that you're feeling, it's probably cancer. And you're 27 now. Going with the rate that It took for mom to like, you know, to nini from good to bad to worse. You know, it's going to take, it's going to be fast. So I somehow told myself, I'm going to die young because I'm going to die before, like either when I'm 30 or before I'm 30. And so I started, like I, that became a fact for me for for some t- before I slept that was like a fact and so I was now standing on that foundation that fact I was like okay fine this is what's going to happen so that's why you need to finish working on your comics and your movie scripts and all these things your book like imagine I twisted that negative thing and forced myself to see it as a positive thing that motivated me to work hard see that's if that is not messed up I don't know what is so anyway the reason for me recording (sighs) so I woke up Um, I'm trying to nini my phone so yeah so I woke up today Still with a back pain. And I came and sat outside at around 5.50, 6. I started listening to worship music. Uh, and then... I usually have um, the only notifications that I allow on my phone. Ah, there's somebody at the gate. So the only notifications I allow to um, to pop up on my phone is the messages and just like text, the text messages and the Bible, the daily Bible verse, that app, that uh, not the app. You know, the like today's Bible verse, 
verse of the day or whatever that one that those are the only notifications that I have um, chosen to appear on my phone I don't want any social media notifications whatsapp or whatever is only little kitambo sana kitambo sana I think 20 2018 so I never have those notifications if I want to check you need to have to go to the app and see if somebody has message or whatever so no no okay so so today uh while I was listening to worship music I checked my phone and the notification that was there was the daily bible verse so I had read yesterday's right and so I was like oh okay so what's today's bible verse so let me read today's bible verse it's Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things let me read another version and see Philippians 4 8 finally brethren whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is good repute if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things Mm, let me read a last this is good news translation Philippians 4 8 where is it in conclusion my brothers and sisters fill your minds with those things that are good and that deserve praise things that are true noble right pure lovely and honorable put into practice what you learned and received from me both from my words and from my actions and the god who gives us peace will be with you oh sorry so (laughs) that was today's verse and i felt like god was telling me june you need to shift your focus because imagine i had started Look, the reality is I have back pain and I've started stretching and all those things, you know, and I also like there's that fear, like there's a lot. <laughs> I have back pain. That's a fact, right? And the fear of me being bedridden or not me growing up having back issues. Of course, that's not something I want. You see? And also the idea of me praying for God to take away the back pain. 
and of course it not happening immediately leading to the fact that I am thinking like maybe I don't have enough faith and then that thought is like combated with this idea of no that's not what the bible says God doesn't heal you because of your faith you know and then the other like it's all these things piling a, a verse like pops in my head but what about when Jesus says like he of little faith you know asking people to have faith he didn't heal people in that city because they didn't believe him then I have this fight in my head in my mind about faith and today while I was of course it's today so at that time when I was listening to the worship all these things in and in my head right I'm listening to the worship and I'm having this fight with myself in my head about this pain I'm feeling and how I've been praying and the pain has not gone away and um which song was this what song is it let me see there's a song that I was listening to which one is it I think it's Jesus at the Center by Eben. Eben. I'm not sure I, I pronounced his name right. So there's that song. It's like at the center of it all, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. Um, there is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice in praise, it's you that I see. So of course, it's a chorus that's repeating, right? And so I'm fighting with this idea of faith in my head. I'm not healed yet because I don't have enough faith. And then it somehow hits me that God doesn't heal me because like, I have too much faith. That song says, there is power in your name. The power is not in my faith. God's power is not in my faith. The power of healing is not in my faith. The power of healing, oh my gosh, the power of healing is in God's name, Jesus' name. Jesus, uh, he's the one who has power. He is power. So um, my focus should not be on my faith. Whether I have little faith or whether I don't have or whether I have like too much faith. 
whatever if that's a thing Jesus should be my center you know so anyway so that's how I that's where I'm at when it comes to those thoughts when it, that, that you know the fighting thoughts that I have faith that I don't have faith where I'm at right now I believe that Jesus is at the center the power is in him Miracles happen in his name, not because of my faith. Even there are these disciples, I think neither 72, that were sent out. And they told Jesus, I'm paraphrasing. They told Jesus, um, we are, like people are being healed and we're casting out demons and all these things, the miracles are happening in your name. Not in the disciples' faith. In the name of Jesus. So that's where I was with that. And so anyway, that, that thought came to mind and all that. So, you know, I concluded, not really a conclusion, but that's where I was. And I'm still at when it comes to my faith and healing but then I checked the notification and I saw this verse Philippians 4 8 and God is telling me shift your focus June shift your focus like how good is God that he guides us on even telling us that this is what you should think about I made your brain, I made your mind, I know how it works, I know it can, it can spiral, I know. So let me tell you what works and what doesn't work. This is what works when it comes to your brain. You see, it's like this idea of, I don't know if it's an idea or it's a reality, but I think, no, I think there there's this experiments that, um, is it placebo effect? What's the things? You no, know, the placebo effect where people are it's like our minds are so powerful that what it focuses on and what it believes, it becomes a reality in our physical bodies. Like for example, um when a group one a group of say sick people are given um some medication and they're told that this is the actual medication for this cough that you have and then somebody else is told this is this is like two groups of people are given or two people are given the same thing the same pill the same capsule the same medication but then one group is told that this is the medication and another group is told that this is not the medication and say in that pill it's this there's nothing like that pill doesn't is is not the medication <laughs> i'm not making sense okay <sighs> panadol so for headaches right that can be for panadol somebody like a doctor anachukua <clears throat> patko patko is a sweet right but it's big so say he shapes patko to a size of a panadol nini um, that kind of thing, the Panadol thing. So, 
all, all this mtu anapewa sweet akidhania anapewa panadol you know with a taste this is an like this is all in my head so panadol is not sweet as sweet as particle but i think my point of making my point clear not really ah i'm tired so anyway placebo effect let me just leave it like that it's like you think that you're taking medication but it's not actually medication so your body starts thinking that oh okay like you've in your mind this is you're taking medication so from your mind your mind starts telling your body what you're receiving now is medication and start acting like it's medication like <laughs> your body starts acting like okay this is medication it's it's like you're lying to yourself it's like you understand i think if that's not what placebo effect is i don't know or somebody is given water that's made to taste like beer and they're told to drink and so you're thinking you're drinking beer combat's not beer and you start getting drunk you're not drinking beer but you start getting drunk because you've told your mind this is what beer does beer gets you excuse me makes you drunk so you start slurring your words and stuff like that so god says i know you you actually don't know much about how your mind works but i know and so philippians 4 when i think it's paul is it paul who's writing this i think it's paul excuse me i'm sorry um philippians 4:8 Oh my goodness finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things and this is somebody who has been in jail and i don't know if he's writing this in jail but this is somebody who knows hardships of life he has been whipped and stoned and like things have not gone well for him on the outside but it's like he has this peace on the inside even when things are falling apart and he says verse 9 whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice and the god of peace will be with you so the peace that he has is from god god is with him when you anyway, i saw this this part um that was philippians 4:8 philippians 4:4 rejoice in the lord always i will say it again rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all the lord is near do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus i've been seeing this heart and mind thing when you come like a lot 
Jesus talks about it. Even in the which verse was this? I was reading which verse. I don't remember exactly. But Jesus says that my my heart should not be like heavy laden. Like I shouldn't have a heavy heart. And my mind, something about my mind. I think I talked about it in the Live Ready episode. It was among the last verses that I read. And he links that to peace. He says, peace I give you, my peace I live with you, and not as the world gives. It's not the peace that belongs to the world. Something like that. That's me paraphrasing. I'm trying to remember off head. Peace I live with you, my peace I give you, and not as the world gives. And then he continues and says something like, let your heart not be troubled. And then he talks about something about the mind. So even here, Paul's, Paul's I'm, I'm going to assume it's Paul. Paul says, okay, let me not assume. Let me just see who wrote it. Um, let me see. So who wrote this book? Philippians. On his second journey to bring the gospel to the Gentile world, the Apostle Paul helped start a church in the city of Philippi, a colony of retired Roman soldiers. The Philippians became Paul's friends and supporters for the rest of his life. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I didn't know it's like uh, retired Roman soldiers. So it was Paul. Let me go back to Philippians chapter 4 verse 14. I was was it verse 4 Philippians 4 4 so Paul is also saying Philippians 4 7 and the peace of God which transcends and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ so it's the peace that guards my heart and my mind and for me to get that peace, God is telling me, I am, no, I am not a God of confusion. I am not a God that brings sicknesses. I don't just kill. I don't... It's like I was content with dying. And nobody had told me that Junior dying. My mind. And then the devil took advantage of. Of what I was thinking about. And he just decided. You know what. Let me just pile. On this thought. Let me just plant this other seed. Remember June that you. Yeah remember. Remember. Yeah. Remember you were, you were to die young. Yeah remember and that just that just came to mind yesterday again i don't want it it's, i don't want it i don't want that that's not something i want and how i'm going to practice is practice like how i'm going to practice this in my life 
is focusing on what is true and what is true in my life. What is true? And it should be something bigger than me. I'm trying to think like what is true, like love and whatever, but love is very vague. The word love is vague. I can say I love breakfast, but, or I love somebody, or I love my paintings. But the greatest love I need to hold on to a love that that will last not this love that fades one day I love breakfast the other day I love supper I'm not a fan of breakfast one day I love somebody the next day I've fallen out of love isn't you know I don't want that one unwavering love I don't know where I've had that but anyway Mimi what is true is Jesus Jesus lived. He literally lived on this earth. He's not a myth. Somebody who actually lived. And he died. And resurrected for me. And the reason why Jesus even came into this world. John 3.16 For God so loved. Love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not die but have eternal life, I think. Imagine him as how John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So even, even say, I know th- I don't want to be morbid or stuff like that, but even say I die young, say, just say I, I don't live long. I shouldn't be holding on to this life. It's not like I will purposely go and try to do something. No, I'm just trying to say there's a reality. Death is a reality. In this world that I live in, sadly. So I should not fear death. I should not be holding on to this life. So I think, because the devil might try to twist this again. You know? When it comes to the reality of death existing. Because I don't want to ask... Just lie to myself and start sugarcoating death. No, death exists. Death is a reality. But I should not be holding on to the life of this world. The reason why Jesus died is not for me to live long on this earth only. Or to me, actually, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son... That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life. It doesn't say life on this earth. Because even these believers, Kina Paul and the disciples of Jesus and those Christians who, and there are Christians right now who are dying. 
does it mean that god god has not promised them life on this uh like like you you like june you understand <laughs> the idea here is not for you to live long on this earth if that happens amen thank you god that's beautiful honestly and that's what i want i actually pray for that i, I pray that i live a long healthy life on this earth that's my prayer god tells us to pray for anything anything and that's my prayer but if he does it's oh my gosh if he does that's good if he answers my prayer that's good if he doesn't and i happen to die even not of any disease anything happens say even i die in my sleep or something like that i'm not wishing this on myself i'm just saying you know i don't believe in superstition i'm not i'm not serving a a super like a superstitious god so i'm not even going to try to watch my words or whatever no i know who i believe in this is me trying to fight this thing in my mind right now i know who i believe in and my god tells me to speak freely with him and this is me speaking freely with him i'm not going to watch my words when it comes to god he loves me he knows my heart okay because sometimes i guilt i feel guilty when i'm trying to say what's in my mind you know like guy junior saying that that means you don't believe i i no i'm not going to hold myself captive imagine i'm imprisoning myself that's literally me walking into a cell and locking the door and throwing the keys away and saying i am locking myself in this cell i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that <sighs> So even like those those um Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when they were told to bow down at the image King Nebuchadnezzar had built right and they refused and they said we don't recognize you as our authority we don't I'm paraphrasing you know we 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 serve Yahweh and he's our god the only god that we worship so we're not going to bow down to you and then they said um our god let me, let me first think see if i can remember like our god is powerful enough oh there's so many beautiful birds oh my gosh okay our god is powerful enough to 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 save us from your hand like from the actions that you're going to whatever implications whatever power you think you have our god is powerful enough to save us from you and but even if he doesn't ah oh, it's so beautiful and scary at the same time because you have to come with this is not like um, it's not these are not ideas that are batting heads like they're not in collision it's not a, it's not they're not contradicting I believe God is powerful. I believe God can give me a long life. 
But even if he chooses that my time on earth is up on whichever date and it's not the long life I wished I lived, even if he doesn't redeem me from this long, from even if he doesn't give me a long life, you know, even if he doesn't put off death in my life, I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to bow down. So that's where I'm at right now. If Jesus is the center, and Jesus tells me to guard my heart, guard my mind, and the way I'll do that is receiving his peace, receiving him in my heart. He is my peace. And all these things, the love, the joy, the peace, all these will be fruits of him being in me, his Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy. I, I now will have a new understanding of what love is. True love. Not, not these are that type of love. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I think I've seen gentleness here. Yeah, Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Do not be anxious about anything. God is telling me, June, you need to shift your focus on who has authority in your life. If you think death has authority over your life, if you think cancer has authority over your life, that's a very wrong move to make. That's a very wrong move. Because you'll always live an anxious life. You'll not have peace. If Jesus is at the center, then recognize his authority. He lived and died for you, June. He had you in mind. Imagine. Can you imagine? He knew that a moment would come when, Jesus, when June When June would face trials, like he did, Jesus faced trials as well. The devil would attack him as well. Wanting him to doubt his identity. Wanting him to choose wealth. This fleeting wealth, kingdom wealth, earthly kingdoms over his heavenly kingdom because oh my gosh I think when the devil the last time devil took Jesus on um, on the high part of the temple and then he showed him the kingdoms and then you know I've come to think that whether this was happening physically 
or it was happening in like the devil how the devil comes to me in my mind right now if that's the same way it was coming to Jesus I don't think this is blasphemy or anything <laughs> no Sindio whether the devil the devil whether the devil appeared physically to Jesus in the wilderness or Jesus was in the wilderness and he was having this fight in his mind the devil coming to him and telling him you're hungry turn if you're truly the son of god turn this stone into bread and jesus had to remind him remind he had to fight and say it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god and then the second time the devil what happened the second time oh yeah um i think the devil used scripture and said oh it is written fine um then throw yourself off this throw yourself down and we'll see that the word says that um and he quotes scripture and says like god will send his angels to to hold you up so that you don't hurt your foot on your stone i'm paraphrasing right now i'm coming eagle kwakili i'm not reading anywhere so um and then jesus says it is also written do not put the do not put the lord your god to to test do not test god right and then now this last part when the devil shows jesus his wealth and says like you know all this is under me i can give you you know it's because it's because we are told we are, oh this is so beautiful the moment that jesus was crucified and he died for 3 days he fought the devil for 3 days he fought the devil and took the keys you told that he has the keys of a even the the hades the world of the dead and the realm of the dead excuse me and right then even the book of revelation sindio we are told um let me see we are told trying to remember we are told that jesus and his angels are fighting this dragon i think it's not a dragon the dragon and and the dragon jesus sees the dragon fall from heaven and then we see um jesus is jesus is now um anapewa kiti anapewa crown he's crowned as 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 the king he's given authority Oh, wow all this is coming to mind it's like daniel the vision yeah daniel that scared him son of man that's the time the moment jesus died and resurrected that is the moment that jesus was was given authority over everything son of man Ah oh, the devil is so bad like this thought has come to mind also you're telling me that Jesus didn't have authority even when he was in heaven before coming to earth shame on you devil Jesus is god Jesus is god God has authority God lived he he lived he is living he is forever he will forever live he he is eternal 
and we are told that Jesus, Jesus was given authority. Okay, this is now me. Okay, this is, and I, I believe the Holy Spirit is guiding me. And if I stumble and say something that is not true, God will still, he's kind to me, he's gracious, okay? So I'm using my mind right now, and I'm trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. So whatever is coming to my mind right now, that's what I'm sharing. And I'm thinking through this, June, so don't feel guilty when you say something that might not be true or is true but you're thinking through we are told that the scriptures until you're old you'll forever have to meditate on scripture on the word of god you'll never fully understand everything that's why you just need to have time this is your time with god okay so this is you meditating on scripture you're thinking through you know okay so go back so where are we daniel 7 so Jesus had authority, right? When he came down as man, when he was born, yeah, when God was, Jesus was born, right? God was born as Jesus. He was given the name. Mary was told, you'll name him Jesus. So literally, he was called, if others say, you know, he was given a name, Jesus, God with us. <laughs> so he is still the same God, but this is God with us right now on earth, right? So it's not like a different God. No. The same God. The same God, Jesus. Anyway, um, I think there's a verse that talks about um, when, when, since Jesus was fully man and fully God, right? But then we're told that Jesus grew into wisdom. He's a normal human being who's growing. So he's growing into knowledge and wisdom. And then his identity is fully um, revealed to him during the baptism and he's told this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased and then he's now he now knows he's he's fully now aware of himself you know that's why even after baptism and after him being tempted in the des in the in the wilderness and him defeating the devil in the wilderness you know he's now this ideal human who that we are meant because even now that's when like his ministry started and he started healing people and all that stuff okay back to daniel okay this is my mind how it's working <sighs> a lot is happening okay daniel so we are told that the son of man so even when jesus died and resurrected he was he appeared to the disciples in another form <laughs> that was both physical and also not physical. He would appear in rooms, locked rooms, you know, like, who, hi, yeah, I'm here, and boof, I've disappeared. And in a way, and also there are people who he would appear to who should have recognized him, but, but in a way they didn't recognize him. Like, for example, when this lady, one of the Marys, there's so many Marys, one of the Marys who went to the tomb of Jesus, and then she saw, like, um, she, she, she's the one who saw two angels sitting on where the Jesus' body had was laid, had, had, had been laid, and then, like, woman, who are you looking for? Something like that. And then, 
Jesus appears to this Mary, one of the Marys, right? That woman. And then she's asking like, woman, who are you looking for? And then this lady, Mary, thought that Jesus was a gardener. That's what we are told. She didn't recognize this Jesus. And he was like, please just tell me where his body is. And please tell me, you know, like, if you have taken it away, tell me. And the moment that Jesus calls her name, Mary, I think it's Mary Magdalene. When Jesus calls her name, Mary, it's like it hits her. It's like she was blind, but now she sees in that like with those her very same eyes that were looking at this guy who she thinks is a gardener. Now they are those very same eyes immediately when he calls her name, they see Jesus. It's like he's revealed to her now. Ah, my goodness. So Jesus, and we're told that he's seated. This Jesus who is in this form is seated at the right-hand side of God. So Jesus is existing in a form that is physical, where um, people call him Doubting Thomas. That's just sad. Everybody doubts, so even the other disciples. So... I, so Thomas, yeah, one of the disciples who Jesus had appeared to the other disciples and then Thomas was not there. And then when Jesus went and Thomas came and they were like, oh my God, Thomas, we have seen the Lord, we have seen Jesus. And then Thomas is like, yeah, please stop it. <laughs> stop faking. You're giving me false hopes. Okay, um, this is me paraphrasing again, right? Because anyway, so yeah, and then Jesus finally appears to Thomas and then Thomas is like, oh my God, it's you. And then Jesus is like, touch, you see, um, the holes that are in my hands where I was crucified and where I was pierced, right? On my side where I was pierced. And he shows Thomas and Thomas touches his hands and he's like, oh my God, it's you. And then Jesus says like, you believe now that you have seen me, but blessed are those who, who believe even when they haven't seen me, something like that. So anyway, Jesus is in this form, right? And then we are told, I think, um, I don't know which book. I think it's also Paul. <laughs> no, no, or John. I think it's John somewhere. Anyway, so Jesus, we are told that Jesus is the firstborn of, I think I have it. I have it. I copied it and sent it to myself, texted myself. Um, we are told that Jesus is the firstborn of this new creation. Okay, um, Colossians chapter 1 verse, is this, Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. So Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. There's this verse that also tells that he is the firstborn, like, he created everything. Everything was created for him and in him. That's what we are told. Isn't this is amazing? Me, yeah, I would love. I would love to understand this fully. You know, I don't know if I'll understand it fully here on earth or in heaven, but whichever. Me, yeah, I would love to understand this. Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. He existed. He created, we are told, through him. Ah, oh, my goodness. Oh, 
God is such a mystery. But I'm told that God is in me right now. His Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. Is in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Trying to understand God, the creator of heaven and earth, with this mind of mine. The same mind that is fighting, the same mind that apparently scientists tell us that we haven't used even three quarter of our brains. So can you imagine if human beings used our entire brain like to its full capacity? If right now, that's why I don't understand. I mean, I understand why somebody would say like they don't believe in God because things... Life happens and it forms how we see the world and it forms our beliefs, our experiences and all those things. So I understand why somebody would claim that God does not exist. But they are using the same mind that the scientists are telling us that we haven't even scratched the surface when it comes to our mind. And so using this this quarter, let me just pick a number, right? I'm using a quarter of my brain. Again, this is just me choosing Anini. I don't know exactly which percentage of our brains we are using. So, whether it's on average. (laughs) Even from this percentage, the highest percentage, like the IQ, oh my God, blah, whatever, whatever. Can you imagine that no average person is not even using the the average percentage of brain that human beings have achieved? Is in so using this a, a, a quarter of my understanding, where my mind has currently grown into I don't know like using this quote of my understanding I can confidently conclude that God does not exist that there's no creator who created these birds that I'm seeing these different types of birds there's no creator who created this system in my body that heals itself when I have a cut there's no creator who created this system that replicates DNA like a me- this mechanic system in my body. You're telling me that there's no creator who created this sequence that exists in the earth. Using my a quarter brain, I can confidently say that I have come to a conclusion. Isn't that not ignorance? Isn't is that not ignorance? To come to a conclusion when I don't even when I'm using a quarter of my brain. And even science says that they haven't like they are yet to scratch the surface on <laughs> on reality. They don't even understand dreams. So, like I said, I understand that things can 
the domino like dominoes can fall in all different directions that lead people to believe all types of things i get that but if somebody is honestly in search of truth then i think it's fair for me if i'm truly in search of truth it's for me to it's imp- it's fair and important for me to lay the, my cards on the table and say you know this is where i'm at right now this is where my how my brain is functioning right now this is what science says this is what god has told me these are the ways that i have experienced this miraculous power this is the experiences i have and there's no single person on this on this earth can, can that can confidently confidently say that they understand not even god that they understand creation they're just theories thrown around so i'm very aware and i know i think i'm lying when i say i'm very aware i think what i should say is i should try to be aware because i forget so many times 80% 90% of the time i forget i choose not to be aware of that fact of the fact that there's so much that is around me that i don't even understand and so i can't even claim to understand god and i am very comfortable with that fact honestly i'm not i'm not trying to understand god i'm just choosing to be open for him to reveal himself to me if god wants to reveal himself to me through a bird and he wants me to understand life he is life and he tells me for me to understand that my mind my mind needs to be focused on the right things for me to understand that i need to understand who is in control there's just some basics that i need to hold on to and then i'll grow from there That's I'm done fighting with the devil. When it comes to me trying to put God in a box, but my my quarter of a mind understands. I'm trying to put God in a box with using my this a quarter of my mind. <laughs> I'm laughing because what? What time is it? I need to prepare breakfast. <sighs> Where was I? I think I was talking about Jesus. So so far this is what has come to mind, right? Um Jesus exists in some sort of form that 
that works in this physical reality and also that works against the laws of nature because he is the law. Like, <laughs> can you imagine questioning? Even that, I don't, this is a very nini analogy, but I've created a painting. I've come up with the idea and I've created a painting and it's a circle. I've drawn a circle, a perfect circle if there's anything like a perfect circle and it's yellow and I've painted yellow and I've put two dots, two black dots and a curve. I think I've drawn a smile, an emoji. I've, okay, I've painted an emoji. Just a basic emoji painting. And to me, that's the emoji. And then somebody comes and tells me, I'm June. I know, I mean, are you sure this is an emoji? Because to me, it's the sun. Oh, oh, I'm seeing the sun. I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not in control of your of how you perceive my drawing, but I'm telling you, this is an emoji. And if you start seeing this painting as a sun, you're going to start placing expectations on this painting that that shouldn't be there. I'm telling you. This is a smile. I'm like, oh, but where are the teeth? I'm so used to me looking at the mirror and smiling and seeing teeth, you know? I think that guy analogy kind of crumble. But my point is like, the creator who created time, who created the laws of nature, is above this law of nature that he created. For him to create the laws of nature... He should be above it. You know? So of so him existing, so this is me talking to myself in terms of like anyway. So him existing, Jesus existing in all sorts of forms, in that like he is physical but also not physical. He is somehow within the laws of nature in this physical body that can be touched and can eat. Because <laughs> he ate with them. And so many other people who saw him. But at the same time, he exists in another form. That same body exists in another form that is not as per the laws of nature as how we understand it in our quarter brain. So I should just Anyway, I think I was talking about Jesus authority. Yeah, and then this thought came to mind like how did Jesus have authority if he didn't know? God existed way before the world existed. So even the idea of authority is a stupid question to me. I don't. I. I want really to stop saying questions are stupid because that's going to come back and bite me in the belly because I am asking questions. So it's not a stupid question. It's just if I am honestly searching for truth.
then I need to be honest with myself. Okay, June? Okay, so you should not try to put God in a box that your mind understands because that box is going to be very... Anyway, okay. So this is you just trying to understand scriptures in there. Okay. So when in Daniel, Daniel talks about that he's seeing son of man riding the clouds and uh, um, he's, he's given authority and he's saying he's seeing this physical man next to the ancient of days, next to God the father. He's seeing this physical man. Son of man. Son of Adam. Adam. Anyway. So, and if we are told in the New Testament that Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus was his enthronement. That was Jesus. That was, that, because even Jesus told, um, these guys, the high priest and whoever, those people who are asking you, are you the Messiah? And then Jesus is like, you say I am, you know, and stuff like that. Jesus, Jesus told them that the moment that you, oh, I don't know, I don't know the exact verse so and I don't want to start like taking time. Um, Jesus told them the moment that you crucify me, this is me paraphrasing. One of the gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. There's a part that Jesus says, like, the moment that you crucify me is the moment that the Son of Man will be given authority. Let me look for it. It won't be that hard, I'm sure. So let me see. Mm. Let's start with John. We see mostly it's these last chapters. Mm -hmm. Jesus arrested. Sentenced to be crucified. He would have no power over me. The one who handed me. Mm -hmm. Carrying his cross. No, this is, so it's not John. Let's see, Luke. Chapter 22. No. Jesus, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. You have said so. Luke chapter 23. Let's see. And the red words. <laughs> I'm just looking at the red words. Father, forgive them. Mm. Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Say that I am. I tell you that from now on. Okay. Wow. It's Luke chapter 22, verse 67. Let's start at verse 66. Luke 22, 66. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the son of man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. <laughs> I love it. I love it when things start making sense. <laughs> so you see, Jesus is referring to Daniel and these are people the chief priests, the teachers of law, these are people who know the Bible verse for verse, who are teaching the, the Torah, 
right? So they know very well when Jesus says son of man, he's referring to Daniel. Because uh, I think the only other place, it's Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Yeah, the book of Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel is the only one who God called son of man. Because he's like, son of man, do this, son of man. So I think in the book of Ezekiel and Daniel, that's where that, that phrase son of man comes in. This is just from my memory, right? This is what I know now. If there's some someplace else, I don't know. But anyway, and then Jesus came and start, started calling himself son of man. So he was referring to this servant who, who was exalted. <sighs> my goodness. So when Jesus said, when Jesus says, but from now on, from now on, this crucifixion, when I die and I resurrect, from now on, I'm being crowned. This is telling them, as in with so few words, they already know what Jesus means. That's why they, I think they said blasphemy. Oh yeah, let me continue reading. Okay, um, verse 67. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us, Jesus answered. If I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. Verse 70. They all asked, are you then the Son of God? You see, they understood what Jesus meant when he called himself the Son of Man. And he said that he will be seated at the right hand of God. Because Daniel says, I'm not going to open Daniel. Daniel says like in that vision, he sees the son of man being seated next to the ancient of days. Yeah. The mighty God. And then he's, he like, I don't know, like he's given a foot. The earth is made a footstool, something like that. I will make them a footstool and something. He's given authority. That's my point. So Jesus, he is saying when they ask, when they are asking, are you the Messiah? He's actually answering them. He's saying one, if I tell you, if I answer, yes, you will not believe me. And if I ask you, you don't know. You don't have the answer. But then he goes on ahead and just answers in a way that they'll understand. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. Let me open Daniel and see. Let me just see. Um, When did Daniel start having these visions? Daniel, writing on the wall, Nebuchadnezzar's dream... For Daniel's vision of a ram and a goat, Daniel's prayer. Um, where is it? The four beasts that came like second beast. I was thinking the horns and looked. Okay. Um, Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words of the house. I kept looking until the beast in my vision at night had looked and there before me was like a son of man. Okay. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. Why? And yeah, if I was Daniel, this would be really freaky. And this really messed him up. Honestly, these, these visions, they really messed him up. Okay. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. In my vision... What? Do you know I have started having a headache? I've had to open the door. <sighs> yeah, I need to be careful. <laughs> but the car is not on. Okay. 
fresh air, fresh air, fresh air. Okay. Where was I? So Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting kingdom that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Let me just send myself. Let me share this one. Um, I've, I've just copied. I'll text myself. So you see, Daniel talks about the son of man who is given authority and he's seated next to the ancient of days. So when Jesus tells them that from now on, you'll see the son of man um, seated next to the mighty one, right? Jesus has answered them. Oh, when it comes to the kingdom, I think why I took this entire tangent. So anyway, so this moment when Jesus is crucified and he dies and resurrected, right? He's, this is the moment when he is enthroned. Okay. Okay. So I think from the very beginning, I was talking about Satan and the temptation. Jesus in the wilderness, tempting Jesus in the wilderness. And so the third temptation, Satan takes Jesus high up and he shows him this nini. Um whatever what is this the kingdoms and the wealth and stuff and says all this i will give to you i'm paraphrasing right all this i will give to you if you just bow down mm, mm, mm. if you just bow down to me i will give you all these things to you you see the devil was trying the devil knew that if god dies for these people Like, he was trying so hard to stop God's plan. That he knew that if, if I just made Jesus do one thing, one thing. If he worshipped me, Jesus, and let's just say, okay, we'll, this, is, this is my mind working in another cup. Anyway, let's just say Jesus. The devil was honest. One, he's not an honest. He's not honest. He's he is the devil of lies. So even when Jesus say, this is just my uh, imagination. So, so let's say Jesus bowed down. Let's just say Jesus bowed down. What's the likelihood of that the devil would have given actually given him the quote unquote his kingdoms? He is not honest. He is not one that that. He's not honest. He's the, like, um, I think he's the prince of lies. I mean, he's, he's mal his language is lies, something like that. Like, oh, so many beautiful birds. I love it. I love it. Anyway, what's the probable, like, what's the likelihood chance that the devil would actually give Jesus what he promised? Because he's not a man of his word. The devil just tempts and he lies. He manipulates. So one, he would have managed to manipulate. And so Jesus would not actually have died. He would have, Nini, Jesus would not 
um, be this ideal human who who looks to God, like who who knows that one and true authority, right? And he would, anyway, all that would have crumbled. So, so Jesus knows that he is going to be enthroned. It's going to be painful. That's why he was, you know, trying to, to soften the blow on his disciples when he was telling them, like, you know, uh, like, I wouldn't be here, stuff like that. I don't know. But I think I think there's that thing how, like, Jesus was trying to tell them, like, you know, when I am not here, when I'm gone. And then they're like, oh, what, what do you mean when you're gone? Where? <laughs> Will you come back? You know, and he was trying to tell them, like, I'll die. Anyway. So. It's so beautiful. One. Okay. This is something Meshkan Shazai. It's coming to my mind right now, so I'm just thinking this through. The first temptation was turn this raw stone into bread. Jesus passed that test, right? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then how that how how that thing has Jesus says that he is the bread of life. He's the bread of life. He himself is the bread of life. Either this is in my head, Amade Zavasa says, like, eat from me and you'll not hunger, drink for me and you'll not thirst. There's something like that, right? That has come to mind. So I don't know where this is going, but I'm just going to pause there because um, first temptation, um, it's about bread. And then Jesus is the bread, you know. The devil is trying to tell Jesus, you're not the bread of life. No, I'm thinking through, Kebu. Okay. Um, rely on something that is outside of you to provide for you. But with his identity, Jesus knew that he, the word of God, him, Jesus is the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Okay, that's where I'm at with that. The second temptation was um, jump and the angels will nini. Oh, my goodness. There's a ganini in the car. I want to get a headache. Okay, um... The devil tells Jesus about, and then Jesus says, "You will not don't test, G, don't don't put the Lord your God to the test." I don't know how that applies. The devil tells Jesus to jump, and his and the angels, God will send his angels to hold him up so that he don't doesn't hurt his foot. Hmm. Don't test Jesus. Don't test the Lord your God. Don't put the Lord your God to the test. Which point, how did Jesus fulfill this in that like? Mm, 
I'm trying to think through the life of Jesus, his resurrection, who he is. Oh my God, this bird has two cheekbones that are red and it's a blue bird. Okay, my poop. This is, as in... <laughs> I'm amazed. I'm just amazed. How creative is God? Because huh? if he wanted, he would have just made every single bird look the same. They're like, I, I, I will not be lying if I said there are more than 20 different types of birds in my compound right now. 20 different kinds of tiny birds. Another one has just flew, flown by it. Anyway, where was I? Let me wrap this up. So I'm not sure about the second temptation, about do not put the Lord your God to the test. Something that's coming to mind is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's asking God if there's any other way for, for me to not drink this cup. Please take it away from me, but not my will, but your will. I think that's a point where Jesus surrendered his will. Because the devil telling Jesus to jump that would be Jesus trying to, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But I'm somehow linking when Jesus lays down his will, for God's will, not my will but your will be done, Jesus will still have to die. It's like the fall. No, that one was Jesus jumping. Because right now I'm thinking, Jesus, it's not like Jesus was forced to die for my sin. I think it's Hebrew. Hebrew tells us that, shows us this conversation, and I never hear people talk about this. There's this conversation in the book of Hebrew that it's Jesus talking to God and he's saying, all these sacrifices that these people are making will not will not be enough. Let me go down and lay down my life. Something like that. That's me paraphrasing. But it's somewhere in the book of Hebrew. There's that conversation. And so Jesus volunteered to die for my sins. So it's like he jumped into the deep end. For me, right? So I'm, I'm think, I'm linking that with when the devil says, like, jump, and the angels will catch you. God will not ha allow you to hurt your foot. So Jesus did jump, but he didn't jump. He jumped knowing that he would die. This is me. Let me let me put it out there because I'm so sure I'm going to upload this as an episode. I don't know when. I don't know when. I don't know when, but I, I need to put it out there. This is just me thinking through. So... Hmm. I don't know. I think 
And then Jesus replies, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So even when Jesus jumped into the deep end for me, he knew it would lead to death. He knew that. And so... I think, I think, this is June thinking, I think when the devil told Jesus, jump and God will catch you, it's like he will not allow you, he, he will not allow you to hurt yourself, to be hurt by, by rocks. So it's like Jesus now in the garden of, of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives, and Jesus is praying, don't allow me to be hurt by the rocks. <gasps> right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes sense, senor. Jesus is praying, God, please, if there's any other way to do this, don't allow me to be hurt. I don't want to die. Oh, my God. God is saying, I don't, Jesus is saying, I don't want to die. Don't allow me to be hurt by the rocks. And we are told he was struggling with this so hard that he sweat blood. And like an angel would come to strengthen him. But every single moment Jesus uttered that, it was not a full sentence. Jesus said, God, please take this. May if there's any other way you can take this cup away from me, but not my will, but yours be done. It's like Jesus, it's like Jesus would ask, but he knew, don't put your, put the Lord your God to the test. I think so. Because it would, would it be Jesus test? Because also something that um, I think, I don't, I'm not sure which episode, is it, it is written, I think it is, it is written when I talked about this, yes, it is. And I somehow found a link between the Israelites in the wilderness and the temptations of Jesus and the temptations that those Israelites did. They are complaining, you know, them choosing flesh over the word of God, um, them testing God. Um, because you even told the Holy Spirit says in the book of Hebrews how they tested me in the wilderness. Um, and I'll not allow them. For that reason, they I did not allow them to enter my rest. And then we, and then the Lord Nini, they worshipped the devil. They literally created the Nini, a golden calf. So then they failed. All those temptations, they failed. But then Jesus passed. So there's, I made that link. So if I'm making this link again, when it comes to testing, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, what was I going with this? I was thinking something like Jesus saying, not my will, but your will be, do not put the Lord your God to the test, not my will, but your will be done. Israelites 
while also going through a test in the wilderness. So the devil says, the devil tells Jesus, throw yourself down and God will send his, the word says that God will send his angels to hold you up, to uplift you, to hold you, so that you don't hurt your foot. Throw yourself. Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. That's what it is written. Israelites. Hmm. It's not when they didn't believe about entering Canaan. No, that's not putting. It's not putting God to test because they said, like, oh, God will not trust. Like, God will not save us from these giants, and we will die. I don't know. I'm not sure. But then this last part, right? Um, but I have linked that with the Garden of Gethsemane, I think. As for now, you know? Jesus saying, I have, I have jumped. And it's not, I, I didn't jump so that you hold me. I have jumped into the deep end. And I'm going to die. But please don't let me die. Please, you know, like send your, like hold me up. Don't let me die if there's any other way. But then Jesus says, but not my will, but your will be done. But do not put the Lord your God to the test. So he also succeeds that. I think so. Which then leads, which then leads, because even Jesus broke bread. Oh my gosh. The Passover happened before Jesus. See, the Passover happened and then Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Literally, I think after after they after they had the um, the Passover meal, Jesus and and James and John, Jesus, James, John, and Peter, I think, um, they went to the Mount of Olives and Jesus told them to pray. So Jesus broke bread. I think there's something significant when it comes to even the temptation here. Jesus broke bread and says, "Eat this in remembrance of me." I'm like I'm the bread of life. You know that thing that link, right? I am the bread of life. Oh, my goodness. And then now the second temptation is the jumping, right? Jump and the devil tells him jump and and um, God will send his angels to catch you. And Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And then now Jesus, how is that linking to after they have broken bread in Passover, Jesus faces the same temptation in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then, and then Jesus says, not my will, but your will be done. He passes that test again. Yes, I've jumped into the deep end, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not going to be my will, but your will. It's like me. It's not like, it's like. When it comes to my life, not my will, but your will be done. God, I know I don't want to die. I don't want to die. 
I don't want to die young. But not my will, but your will be done. So I'm not putting power over death. My power is God, is in God's hands. My life is in God's hands. So if I die tomorrow, if I die five years from now, if I die ten years from now, if I live until I am a hundred, not my will, but your will be done. That should be my everyday prayer. Ooh, I think I should get out of the car. Yeah, this is not okay. Oh, I've stayed here for long. Because <laughs> I was thinking, people suffocate when the car is on, right? Or even just because the windows are not open. Okay, this is not okay. By the way, I was... This is not safe. Now let me finish. Let me finish. So anyway, so in the, that temptation when the devil was telling Jesus to worship him and he would give him the kingdom, when Jesus, it's like bread, Passover. I'm um, testing God, Mount of Olives, not my will, but your will be done. And then the kingdoms, Jesus said, the moment I am crucified, from this moment on, this is when he was telling the teachers of the law, right? And the chief priest, from this moment on, you will see the son of man. The son of man will sit next to the mighty God. You know, like I will be exalted, which means I will have, I will be given authority. So devil, I don't want these kingdoms. This is not the kingdom that I'm after. I will be crowned and I will be given authority. I think there's something to that. There's something to that when it comes to linking the, those things. And Jesus did. Jesus died, resurrected, and he's now reigning, seated next to God the Father in heaven. Ancient of days, the mighty one, Yahweh. My God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So beautiful. I love it. So June, from now on, when the devil tries to bring in the idea of you dying young, it's not my will, but God's will. I'm not going to hold on to this life. There's an everlasting life that I have received. So whenever the, I'm going to start experiencing that everlasting life in the other form that I will be, you know, we are told that Jesus, oh yeah, I was talking about Jesus being the firstborn from death, from the dead, right? So Jesus is a, he's, he, everything was created through him and in him and for him, right? So I think this is part the firstborn of creation. It's not like Jesus was born, like he's the first one to be born. No, he is the creator. He is the, from him, things came to be. Yeah. So, and then now this other one talks about Jesus um, being, what was it? Right. He is also, Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Um, Your name. Yeah, so he is, he is the firstborn from the dead. So this other physical, when Jesus resurrected, 
he was the firstborn from the dead. So the everlasting life that I have, I will be in Christ likeness, that firstborn from the dead. He is the firstborn. So in this physical and not physical form that Jesus existed when he after resurrection, this new creation, we're told we are made a new creation in Christ, right? So brick by brick, God is building me into this new creation, right? Jesus is building me into this new creation. So when I die, Jesus died and resurrected. When I die, the eternal life in my existence, I don't claim to understand how that will be, but we are told that Jesus is a firstborn from the dead. So I will be like Christ in whichever form he is in, in whichever <sighs> the peace that he has, where my, I will not be at war with my mind and my heart. <sighs> anyway, so that's it, June. When the devil tries to throw these things at you, God himself is in you. His Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Spirit of Christ. All that. I serve one God. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. He is in you. He is the power that Jesus gave you. Jesus says that when I will have to go, but one who is like, um, I'll send to you. I think this is Acts. Where is it? Let me try to read. Where Jesus says that he is coming. And at the same time, he says the Holy Spirit is coming. So in my mind, if I'm a reader, I'm like, so Jesus, are you the one who's coming? Or is the Holy Spirit coming? It's him. The Spirit of Christ. That's why even for Paul, Paul interchanges this and says sometimes he says the spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, he is the same. Jesus, oh my gosh, is he trying to understand God is So June, God is with you and God is guiding you. Trust him. You know, trust him. He's not going to force you to do things. So you need, you need to be aware of your mind. Let him in. Let him in. Okay? So that you think about the things that are pure, the things that are lovely. Even the birds. So you know, now when you look at the birds and you look at them and you are happy, you it, it makes you think about God, his creativity, his power. Think about such things. And if Jesus says that if God can provide for these birds, 
They don't have to worry. God provides for them. What about his child? You, you are his child. He calls you his child. Don't you think God will provide for you? So think about such things. Naskia, don't let the devil label you sick. Do not, do not accept a label that God has not placed on you. You're not sick. And Jesus is above all sickness. You hear me, June? He's above all. So if God, just as Kinashedrach said, let me read what they said. Ah, uh, what have I done? I've done something. Daniel, read full chapter. So it's Daniel, thick chapter. Nebuchadnezzar and the dream. Image of the golden blazing furnace. But there are some Jews. Shadrach, Meshach, and Menor. Okay. Okay. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. So, Junior, here. The devil is trying. To, to make you question and make you start like you should make sense of this right now. This should if God is if God is love, why is this happening? If God is if God loves you, if you are the child of God, then why no? You do not need to defend yourself against him, against the devil. Don't give him the time of day. You do not need to defend yourself. Naskia. Let's continue. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If, if, if we are, um, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. So June, even if cancer comes or whatever disease or your back pain, whatever, even if you have to face cancer, God will deliver you. Let's continue. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us. I trust my God will deliver me. From your majesty's hand. They are saying... Even if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, there is a furnace, the furnace and the majesty's hand. The majesty's hand, his authority says, throw them into the furnace. There is the devil and the war in my mind that leads to me questioning God. The devil makes me fuel this war in my mind. So, Nona. So, if we are... We, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, if my mind goes there and I start questioning, the God that we serve is able to deliver us from it. The God that I serve is able to deliver me from this. From this 
battle in my mind. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. And he will deliver me from your devil's schemes. My God is able to deliver me from this battle in my mind. And he will most certainly deliver me from you, devil. God is able. And they continue. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. But even if he doesn't, God is able to deliver me from cancer, from any disease. But, but even if he doesn't, I am not going to bow down. Even if I die from cancer at whatever age. If that happens... If I die young, for whatever reason, if that happens, I'm not going to bow down. In my deathbed, I am not going to bow down. Going through it, I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to bow down. That's where I'm at right now. I'm not bowing down. Because my God with us, Jesus... Emmanuel, God with us. God is with me. God is with me. We are told that even if we make our beds in... Even if we make our beds in hell, Jesus is there with us. Chun. The hell... The hell that is going on in your mind. Jesus is there with you. Jesus is here with you. That's clear. Jesus is here with you. And he's telling you to focus on him. He is truth. He is love. His peace. In him there is fullness of joy. Naskia. You have hope in Christ. You have an everlasting life. think that's it i need to go and prepare before people wake up okay bye this is a battle i'm constantly fighting but i'm not alone i have a helper who will never leave me so all i have to do now is keep trying Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.